seven-yard touchdown run by the magical quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Big Keith Trailer, look at him rumble. Three weeks in and things are shaping up nicely. The Dolphins, Eagles and Niners are among those on 2-0. The Patriots are 0-2 and the Giants have got the greatest second-half quarterback in NFL history. Disagree? Come at me, bro! This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Touchdown! No! No! 24-yard attempt. Oh, he hits the upright. It's no good. Derek Johnson, the all-time leading tackler in the history of the Chiefs. Yeah, some fairly incredible stuff from Daniel Jones and the Giants last week. No Saquon Barkley for them tonight, though. We'll talk about that in a second. Commiserations, too, to Nick Chubb, who left the field against the Steelers after his leg was left looking like a Cooper Cup hook root. Uh, if you haven't seen the picture, then you haven't got friends like mine. First up, the man who sends graphic leg injury pictures at 7 o'clock in the morning, it's Brummy Viking, Dave Ragnar Keen. You all right, Keen I literally gave you a message before it saying, don't look at this too closely if you're feeling squeamish. And you went out of your way to not only stare at it for a while, work out what was wrong, feel ill, and then blame me. I don't know how that works. Well, my favourite bit was don't look at it too closely when the whole picture was his leg at right angles. Alongside me in Manchester, it's our resident NFL savant. He's like the utter punts version of Tony Romo, except he actually preps for his media appearances. It's Ravens fan. Dan Horton. Hello, everybody. Where we go again? Yeah. So another successful week. Yeah, not bad at all. Not mm -hmm. bad at all, especially Keno. He's absolutely smashed it into the ground with that bet, hasn't he? Brilliant stuff. On the way, we've got our favourite bits of the week. A full preview of the TV games through to next Thursday. A look at our stock market game and where you might like to spend your cash. And that's the bottom line, because the utter punt said so. Uh, the producer Andy told me to say that because I'm wearing a Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt. Um, Boobies are the money, mate. Yeah, I, who doesn't love Stone Cold? Uh, hiya, boys. How's your week been, Dan? Uh, yeah, good. Um, I'm usually a bit grumpy this time of the week because I'm usually sort of just still annoyed about something that happened at the weekend. But actually, the weekend was pretty plain sailing and it was really enjoyable. So, um, Ravens are the number one seed in the AFC. The other bird team is the number one seed in the NFC. Um, and imagine having them in your stock market. Yeah, yeah. we'll talk about the stock I'm, market in a little I'm bit. I'm happy with that. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I mean, you won't be happy for long when I give you the scores. Uh, Dave, how's your week been? We'll get on to news in a second, but just on a personal note, how's your week been, mate? It's all right. Got some nice stuff from uh, from our sponsors. Renault sent me a nice uh, a nice top. Where are you right now? Thank you, Renault. Also had some nice messages from other people that went on your bet last week, Dave, which was quite nice, wasn't it? Yeah, everybody's absolutely jumped on the Dave train. Uh, endzonekit.co.uk, if you're wondering what Dave's talking about. One of the best kit suppliers out there. They're the title sponsor again. Thank you very much indeed for their support all the way through the season. Get yourself to endzonekit.co.uk. Use the code PUNTS at checkout uh, for all of your NFL, NCAA, uh, NHL, MLB, all sorts of stuff on there. So just go and check it out. Really, really good place to go and get some uh, merch from and an extra 15% off at checkout if you use the code PUNTS. More on that a little bit later. Right, things that have caught your eye this week. We've already mentioned Nick Chubb, Dave, so I know you wanted to have a little bit of a chin wag about this. So why don't you go first, pal? Poor Nick Chubb. Um, basically, he's been the best running back, pure running back in the league for the last two to three years. He's not the traditional... 
Um, well, the, the new age three down back in that he, he used to come off the field on third downs for, for Kareem Hunt, but this year he was moving into much more of a full-time role. And obviously, um, I, I hate those kind of injuries. I've seen it too often. Teddy Bridgewater, I've seen it in Premier League as well. I remember when Martin Taylor did, you know, a, a horrible job on, on Eduardo Shin. Um, and it's, it's not the kind of injury you ever want to see on the field. Um, Nitschel, I mean, basically the whole bottom half of the leg managed to dislocate and then re-set um, back into place. But, yeah, yeah, you might as well start playing the theme tune again, mate, on account of that. But according to my research, uh, he must have torn at least two of the ligaments in his knee. Um, he's torn, torn meniscus. Uh, there's talk of multiple operations being needed. And, and you know, just... just want to say like you know Dan thought that was a good weekend what kind of horrible human being are you you horrible Ravens fan not caring about a rival going down even <laughs> even the Steelers players were there giving him a, a nice oh, send up and, really... and the Steelers fans those creditable Steelers fans who you give a hard time to so yeah I mean for, for, for me Dan like you know it was terrible so, so you're giving Steelers fans credit for clapping off the best Browns player being carried off on a car that's not, not well submitted <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> um, he is the latest in a bit of a list, though, Dan, right? Yeah, so you know, you, you look at the injuries just so far, and after week two, you've got Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones, David Montgomery, J.K. Dobbins, Jamal Williams, Evan Hull, Savan Ahmed, just to name wow. a few, that are all out this wow, week. Wow, wow, wow. Um, week one. Um, from week one, so it's, you know, there is a... There is a culture in the, in the NFL that the running backs don't get paid and they, they're, they're mistreated. There's been a lot in the off-season about the running backs had a, I think they had a Zoom call, didn't they, Dave, with where they were all on there and they're all sort of yeah. arguing about the contracts and then Saquon signed a contract extension of giving him an extra 100,000 pound incentives. Um, they're not looked after very well. And even the sort of top, top level ones like Saquon, I mean, he's, he's having to battle for, to get his own and, and he proved on Sunday what his worth is to that team because... Daniel Jones might be a, a decent quarterback. Without Saquon Barker, they're not coming back in that game. No, I agree. I agree. Um, uh, you, you'll have seen all of the tweets uh, about exactly what Daniel Jones managed to achieve. It was record-breaking in the this second half of the NFL history, but I agree. Um, you've got to have some weapons to be able to help you achieve that. And however good he was with his feet, Saquon Barkley was, was much better. Um, what's caught your eye? I, I'm guessing, Dan, we're not going to get away without talking about the bears <laughs> i left you off left, left you off last week uh no it's just but it's an interesting situation that i mean there's, there, there's listen there's teams that start oh and two and it's a bad start for some teams i think there's seven that this year that have started oh and two and but the bears just seem to be in a massive mess and i don't know where it sort of come from because they had off season to really um sort of galvanize themselves they traded the pick away they got some picks that they, they should have stabilized it but their, their defensive coordinator went missing Last week, he wasn't at the game, Alan Alan, uh, Alan Williams. And then this week, he's resigned. Mm -hmm. um, personal reasons. I think he said personal health reasons. So, you know, good luck to him. I hope everything works out for him. But that leaves mm -hmm. that leaves him without a, a senior coach in on the field. Now, Iberflus is a defensive coach, so he's picked up some of that. But, you know, you've then got Justin Fields this week coming out saying, blaming the coaching for his poor starts of the season. Robotic plays, I believe the, uh, the, the well, direct quote was. And it went funny because they, they, sort, of quit, they sort of said to him, um, what do you think it is that's made you more rotted? And he sort of said, you know, I'm, I'm hearing challenges. I've done the work in the preseason. I know what I'm looking at. Actually, they, they just need to let make a decision. Then they pushed him again. He said, yeah, well, I, I think coaching is a part of it. And then he came out the next day and said, I never blame the coaching. 
Well, he, he did. Um, and, and if he's going to... The other thing about it is stupid is that he's basically just told the Chiefs what the game plan is, that he's going to be more instinctive, he's going to spend no time in the pocket and escape, and they'll just play two ends and block him in. Um, so I don't know what's more foolish, but it just seems like a team that should have been on the rise is not. Um, during your answer there, hmm. our colleague in Birmingham hmm. raised his hand made a, a small noise to attract attention, and it might be the most polite he's ever been on this podcast. Should we be worrying about you, Kino? I didn't know whether or not to raise it, but you said that, yeah, allegedly there's allegations flying around uh, really? regarding uh, the Bears DC. Um, it, are these the kind of allegations that get us into legal hot water? No, no, we no, no, no reasons, they're very <laughs> alleged. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't look like it. The, the, the strange things going on in, in the world mm. of the Bears and some weird rumours are flying around. Yeah. It's, it's probably something that we shouldn't comment on I, at all. Correct. Um, and if you would like to find out what those rumours are, uh, please consult x.com, where, whilst you're there, you can also find us. Uh, if you search for <laughs> Utter Punts podcast, would be lovely to hear from you. Don't forget to... Just like and subscribe to this podcast. Have a bit of a have a bit of a, a day where you send some messages out to some fellow NFL fans and point them in our direction. It would be hugely appreciated. Um, I am moving us swiftly on before um, Dave gets us cancelled or worse sued. So, uh, I, I mean, cancelled we can deal with. Sued it would be overly expensive. Uh, so, I mean, I mean, don't worry, mate. It's Daily Mail source, one you love. I do worry. Be careful. Uh, I, I do worry. And I mean, the, the reason that I worry is exactly the answer that you've just given. So we are going to move on and we're going to move on to my talking point of this week, which was um, I wanted the Mount Rushmore of tight ends that are currently playing in the NFL. And I just wondered, I, I knew we'd probably have three of the four that we all pretty much agreed with. Two of the four we definitely would all agree with, but I wondered who the third and fourth might be. So I'll go first, and, and mine is down to physical characteristics for a tight end. You've got to be able to catch, that's the first yeah. thing. Yeah. You've got to be over six foot four, and you've got to weigh more than 240. Otherwise, you're not a tight end, you're a receiver. Paul, take some hell. Yeah, well, not a tight end. Uh, so for me, top four would be Kelsey, Kittle, Andrews from the Ravens, and Waller, I think. Uh, so I, I would, you, you, you know, it's, it's however you want to look at the position. You said the first thing that he's built to do is catch the ball. Actually, the first thing my tight end needs to be able to do is block. Um, because he's plays on the defense, he plays on the offensive line. He's an extra blocker, and he needs to stop one of the rushes or chip the rushes on his way out. So really, you need you've got blocking tight ends and you've got receiving tight ends. And some of the tight ends that have come into the league, Cal Pitts, Darren Waller is a prime example actually. Uh, Evan Ingram, uh, you can name a few. That they're, they're receivers. They're, they're they're receivers in a they're basically slot receivers on the other side of the slot. So they they play as a receiver, not a blocker. And these teams then have to sort of play two tight ends: one to block, one to one to catch the pass. Um, Gronkowski was the first one who was absolutely a hybrid. He was one of the best blockers on the offensive line mm -hmm. and one of their best catch, catch, pass catches. That, that's why, for me, I would put George Kittle as the number one at the moment um, because he does both. And there's games where he disappears from a fantasy point of view because he's blocking and he's doing his bit for the team. Over Travis Kelsey. Over Travis Kelsey. Kelsey's in the top four because his, his record is just powerful. And, and when they are running the ball, which they don't do very often, uh, he can block and he does block downfield for the receivers. He used to block a lot for Tyreek Hill when they played down the field. Um... Andrews is a good shout, but he doesn't block. The Ravens play two tight ends, so Nick Boyle has to come in. Mm -hmm. um, 
Uh, Pat Freemuth for me at the Steelers, as much as it'd be good to say, is the next archetypal. He's a fairly young player, but he, he does both really well. Um, I think you're right with Andrews. I think you're right with David Njoku, although he's a bit more of a receiver. But, uh, one to watch for me, uh, naming a younger one, is Juwan Johnson from the Saints. Um, he's he's potentially got the, the, the ability to go to the next level, more so than maybe a Cal Pitts, who is purely a receiver. Uh, so Juwan Johnson probably one to watch to go on to the list in the future, but I would... Um, your list isn't far wrong, to be fair. Dave, who have you got? Anybody different? Uh, yeah, number one, Parkinson. And that's it. You're not bothered picking anything else? Nah. Nah. This nah, is money-making. absolutely drops him last week. If you like, cash like, cash I, 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 honestly, like... Imagine if you, you know, backed all four. Just, I mean, like, if it, if it's every single criteria that you listed, Liam, but you didn't include him in your list, it can block. He's, like... On a snap per snap basis, he's actually the most productive tight end in the league since he joined the Vikings. Um, so yeah, just because you guys didn't give him a shout out, I'll give him a shout out, and uh, he's really I'll make him number one and, and no one else. Oh, in fact, no, hold on. Here's a second one, Josh Oliver, excellent blocker. Yeah. Oh wow, <laughs> pair of Vikings, lovely. Uh, right, good stuff. Um, if you've got anything to say on this, if you have anybody that you would like to uh, nominate for. Your Mount Rushmore of Titans get in touch on Twitter or on Instagram or comment on the YouTube video. And don't forget, like and subscribe. Uh, on the way, we are going to talk about the stock market game and it is bad news for somebody. And that somebody is not me. And Dan, that somebody is not <laughs> you. <laughs> so this is our stock market game. Basically, we try to predict three teams that were going to finish in a higher position than they finished last season and one team that was going to be worse than they were last season. Quick run through. I picked the Bears, the Saints and the Commanders to be better. Dan picked the Falcons, the Lions and the Steelers. Dave picked the Broncos, the Browns and the Titans. All to be better than they were last season. I then picked the Bucks to be worse off Dan you pick the Vikings to be worse off which is potentially the reason that you're in the lead and he, uh, and Dave <laughs> no, picked the Eagles to be worse off than they were last season so currently on 20 uh, sorry on 13 points we'll go in reverse order 13 points no points for the Broncos, they're in exactly the same position as they were Let's ride. that they finished. <laughs> Let's ride around in a circle and back to where we started from. Uh, the Browns, who are 10 positions better than they were, so plus 10 for you there. The Titans are currently sat 23rd, which is one position worse than they were at the end of last season. And then the Eagles are down in sixth. So you get four points from them, which essentially brings you to 13 points. That's good, Dave. That's good, 13 points. It'll do for now. It's a long season, says Dave. I can already yeah. see it. Do you think we need to move yeah. up to the Browns I mean, next the, week? The, the best thing about this entire thing was when <laughs> Dan picked the Vikings to get worse, when I am desperate for us to tank. So we're actually rooting in the same direction. <laughs> Right. Wow. I mean, like, nothing would pr please me more than a few more losses and a trade of Cousins to the Jets. Yeah. It would be incredible <laughs> were that to happen. So, like, like you know, it, it's all win-win for me, and it is a long season. You can think what you want about the Broncos. I'm a li little bit more worried about the Browns now, Chubbs injured, yeah. I will admit. But apart from that, I'm more than happy with my pick still. In fact, they're actually doing better than my predictions when I went through the entire 17 uh, league game 
fixtures for them. So uh, yeah, lads, you're, you're still in trouble. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I'll see. I'll see. I'll catch you next week. We mm. will see. Uh, I am in second place. So Bears currently sat 26, six positions better, six points there. I've got. 18 points out of the Saints at yeah, the moment, awesome. which has been great. They finished 23rd. They're currently sat fifth in the standing. So 18 points there. Commanders, I've got another eight points from there because they're up. Um, yeah, they're up eight positions, which is absolutely incredible from 17th to 9th. The only place that I've lost out has been the Bucks, who have actually got better since Brady left, which is uh, Everyone does that, slightly confusing. Um, so I've got 26 points. So I am 13 points so ahead. Twice as many as Dave. Of Dave, yeah, 13, twice as many as Dave. Uh, Dan, you are, um, well, you're running away with it at the moment. So the Falcons mm. are 24 positions better than they were. The Lions are three positions better than they finished last season. Mm. The Steelers struggling, they're minus five at the moment. But all of that is completely negligible mm. when you look at the Vikings. Currently sat 31 of 32 teams, which gives you mm. plus 22 points. Half of your <laughs> points have come from the Vikings being terrible. You're yeah. first on 44 points. Thanks. Cool. Go Vikings. Skull. It's all. Exactly. <laughs> Come on. Let's get the first number one overall pick. Come on, lads. We can do it. Well, you'll blow that. It's <laughs> too good to get your number one pick and too bad to get you to the playoffs. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Right. Whilst these two are giggling, here's a message from our sponsor, Endzone Kit. Utterpunts is proudly sponsored by one of the best kit suppliers out there, Endzone Kit. Enzone is a transatlantic company whose mission is to make finding kit a little bit easier and a little bit more affordable so you can represent your favorite American sports teams. Whether you're looking for NFL, college football, baseball, hockey, or basketball memorabilia, Enzone's got you covered. With sizes from newborn up to 3XL, anyone can find something at endzonekit.co.uk. And one of the things that we love is that they have a whole range of retro and pre-loved gear so you can rock your vintage style while supporting your team. So why not head to endzonekit.co.uk and find yourself a bargain. And because you listen to Utter Punts, you can have a 15% discount at checkout when you use the code PUNTS. endzonekit.co.uk, the place to go for your American sports kit. And they are good people too. Uh, punts at checkout for 15% off. Uh, let's start the preview, shall we? We were talking about the Vikings before. We're going to carry on talking about the Vikings because they are the six o'clock game on Sunday uh, at home at US Bank Stadium against the Chargers. I, I, there are a couple of questions that I've got here. Are you going to be able to dro stop dropping the football? That's my first question, Dave. The second question is, are we going to get a repeat performance out of Cousins this week? Last week, he went 364, four touchdowns, 31 of 44, but he still lost the game. Yeah, it wasn't his fault last week. Like we, Wow, the pain we, in his face when he we, says it. We, no, I mean, honestly, like, I, I'm, I'm one of the first people to blame Kirk because I know it's his fault, um, but not in much occasion. Um, but basically... Yeah, I mean, it was self-implosion. But the defence was actually playing incredibly well against the Eagles and, and for whatever reason, special teams and the offence just decided to uh, keep handing them the ball back. Um, the answer is I don't know. Um, I don't particularly care. But what I have noticed, well, I say that simply because of the draft, because 
Like for me, it's week three. You can't oh, be looking been, to tank I've been in week about it three. Since, I've been thinking about it since 2018, mate. Um, Unbelievable! It, it, it's it's just something that needs to happen. Um, like for the best will in the world, if we can cash in on the guy while his stocks are high, quasi do something. You're not doing enough. Um, while his stocks are high, then, then that would be a good thing. And and you know, you know what? He could do something with the Jets. Their defense is incredible. Um, it's full of talent. There's, there's an awful lot of high draft picks in that defense. Um, and, so was the Vikings' yeah. defense four years ago, though, wasn't it? <laughs> Well, who's there now? Who's a high draft pick? Harrison Smith, who's coming to the end of his career. Uh, Daniel Hunter, who's in the last year of his contract. Yep, so they it, were good. It, <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it's, it's literally, well, I mean, like you could say uh, Louis Veen and um, Andrew Booth Jr. as well, but they're not getting any game time. So, um, yeah, I mean, I. I, I want us to rebuild. I wanted this regime to be allowed to rebuild. The reason I don't think they have rebuilt is because of the owners. I think the, the owners want us to be consistently uh, consistently competitive, and that just leads to purgatory. Um, at some point, someone's got to bite the bullet. So uh, I'm going to say that, yes, we can potentially beat the Chargers because it's what Vikings do. After six games, they'll probably be two and four, uh, and then they'll see where they're at, and they'll pull out a couple of wins in the next few weeks. I one of them probably will be against the Chargers because Justin Herbert, to me, is looking more and more like the new Kirk Cousins. I am, I'm going to let you just have a moment and I'm going to no. turn to Dan and we're, we're actually going to preview the game uh, <laughs> rather than it being a rant against Kirk Cousins and the owners. Um, look, that Chargers defence is is, le is leaky. Yeah. Asante Samuel has been a whore yeah. at corner. They're... The only upside for the Chargers will be that pass rush, I guess. Five sacks for them last week. But this is a this is a game for the Vikings to bounce back, bounce back in, isn't it? Yes, it, it's a game for both of them to bounce back. I mean, both for the fact that both these teams are Owen, one of these teams will be Owen three on Monday, which is it is scary because they're two very. Oh, good it's going to be a tie now. You've said that. You've <laughs> cursed the game. Get your money on it now. It's going to end up a tie. Um, thirty-one, thirty-one. If that happens, Dan, it's your fault. I think if you only score 31 against the Chargers defense, Dave, I think this is wrong. I think this could be 40 all. Um, your weakness is the center of your in, in, uh, your offensive line. I don't. I think their their strength is on the edge, so I don't think that's a real strength or weakness. Your strength, obviously, Jefferson in the in the back in the background will will destroy this Chargers secondary, and Kirk will just keep putting the ball to him. With Addison, you'll score points. They can't defend. Staley's. If you look at this game as I am now looking at it, saying, um, "Who's under more pressure?" Because I. I I don't think it's O'Connell. No, Staley's under more pressure. I think Staley's under more pressure. Do, 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 there's one thing you should be aware of. Our O-line, our left tackle's not actually fit. He might play, but if he is, he's going to be on one ankle. I, I don't think uh, it matters. And I don't think it matters because I, I don't think they they can get to him quick enough to release the ball. Yeah. And I talk Joey about... Joey Bosa, man. They're going to get to... Oh, honestly, like you haven't been watching it if you think that Holtman at centre centre it gives up a pressure in anything less than two and a half seconds. Like, if we try to get any kind of developing routes, we're under pressure. I, mean, I don't want to be negative. I'm just looking at it honestly. We're, we're, uh, we're in trouble against any kind of half-decent defence, even Brandon Staley's. But Look the, at this as a get-right game for him. Th this isn't a half-decent defence. This is one of the worst defences in the league because their offence keeps putting some up... some talent, man. Yeah, there is. And that's why he's under so much pressure because he's a defensive coach, right? They had five sacks against the Titans. The Titans are the worst offensive line in the league. They can't protect anybody. Actually, giving up five sacks for the Titans is actually a good week. 
So that's, this uh, this charges pass rush is no good at all. Um, and I think you can score points in them. I think you certainly will score points in them. And for me, the Chargers are under much more pressure because they have much more to lose. I think this is at home in, in Minnesota that, is a Vikings win. That pass rush picked up five sacks last week. Is it? Is that we, just... we could get to Ryan Tannehill against yeah, that okay, offensive line. That, honestly, that's it's fair. awful. If you look at the week before... Uh, yeah, he, lost, he looked like he shouldn't have been a quarterback in the league, Ryan Tannehill. All of a sudden, he's, you know, after probably eight or nine games where he's looked terrible and old, yeah. the Chargers made him look 16 again. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the, he had a field day against them. I think yeah, he was he 27 or 30. And, and they just kept coming back at them. Yeah. And it wasn't even Derrick Henry. I mean, he was throwing the ball to people like Nick Akine. And, I mean... These are no, these are nobodies. These aren't good enough. Yeah, you got Justin Jefferson coming. Yeah, that's 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 dangerous, man. I I think the Vikings all day. All right, I'm going to go with Dan. He's convinced me, and I just want to try and make Dave feel better. So I'm going to pick the Vikings too. Doesn't it take us further away from yeah. the decent draft? Don't say, man. Sense of Played three games yet. He's like, no, tank it. Bad enough. Yeah. Uh, so are you, are you going? Are you going Vikings or are you going? Which way are you going? Oh. I'm going where my heart is. I'm going with, with the, the charges. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, beautiful work. Uh, moving swiftly on. Bears at Chiefs is the next game at Arrowhead, Sunday the 24th of December. I am going to start in a really weird place with this, and that is the Chiefs' defence. Never start a preview with the Chiefs' defence. Unbelievable. They strangled Trevor Lawrence last week, Kino. That's cheating. No, no they're not. not <laughs> it's more of a metaphor, mate. <laughs> no, I get you. No, they really did. They, um, they, they literally choked the life out of him. They're, they're, they're very, very good. And it's made a massive difference having Jones back on, on that D-line. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just... Um, it's, do you know what? The offense still is not clicking. It's not clicking, but it will at some point. And I, I, I think when it does, it will probably be... Um, it will probably be players who have been poor so far this year who help them turn it around because because they do seem to go about things the right way. They, they rebuild confidence whilst winning, which is, ah, Andy Reid, what a coach. I, I think there's something in what Keno's saying here, because I thought the receivers were better last week for, for Kansas City than they were in week one. I mean, I know that's not saying a lot, considering how many they dropped in, in, in week one. Plus, they've got Travis Kelsey coming back, getting fitter, mm. scored a touchdown last week. I, I just think that that Chiefs offense is about to click into place, and and when it does, going to cause some problems for people. It, I think it's a game that, when they put this on the telly, they probably thought it might be a bit lively with the Bears looking something like decent. This is, I mean, this it's not even a fair match, is it? No, it's a proper team against a team that's not a proper team. So there's not much to say about it, um, other than the Chiefs will win. Yep, yeah, I'm going Chiefs, Kino. Yeah, I'm also going the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, we've spoken about the other bits and pieces that I had written down to preview this game about the robotic comments from Justin Fields and things not being rosy in the Bears camp and the defensive coordinator, Alan Williams, resigning. So all of that stuff has been covered already on Utter Punts. And if you missed what we said because you weren't listening, then just rewind a bit and you'll be able to hear it. Uh, Allegedly. Yeah. No, look, enough (laughs) from you. Uh, last thing I need is a court case. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. I can't even speak now. I'm so concerned about the solicitor's letter landing. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers at the uh, Vegas Raiders Allegiant Stadium, one twenty in the morning, uh, Sunday night into Monday. Um, look, Vegas have been terrible on the road out east last couple of weeks. They've been really poor, but I don't think they're as bad as those last two weeks looked. Dan, are they? I mean, they beat the Broncos. So, 
they must be all right because the Broncos are good. Apparently, um, they beat the Broncos. They got they got embarrassed by the Bills. But I think any, I think there's many teams that would have been buzzsawed by the Bills coming off what they came off on the Monday night to go into. Um, I think the Raiders are one of those teams that, that they they should be better than they are. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're, they're not very good. Um, that they, they've got Tyree Wilson, who's a, looks like another first round bust on the offensive line. Chandler Jones this week, who's was one of their offseason acquisitions last year. They, they've removed him from the team. He wasn't allowed in the facility, so he's gone. Um, so you've got Max Crosby, who's good, but he's on his own. And you've got Devontae Adams, who's really good. He's on his own. Josh Jacobs, last year's leading rusher, can't run the ball. I think they're minus mm. 10 yards or something on 10 plays. I mean, it's it's shocking. The Steelers, boo. But like their offense looked like it was starting to click together against the Browns, although the defense scored more points. Um, and the Pittsburgh defense is certainly the strength of the team. Yeah. But they'll click and they'll get better. Um, and I can see them sort of clicking and gear against a Raiders team that really has nothing to offer. We all appreciate a good defensive performance, all, mm. all three of us. That Steelers defence, four takeaways, two touchdowns. TJ Watt on his own, a sack, PD, four quarterback hits uh, and a touchdown as well. Uh, unbelievable. He broke the all-time sack record for Pittsburgh in that last game. That defence, Kino, is monstrous. Yeah, uh, in one of the fantasy leagues I'm in, where you have to pick a D lineman, I've got him, and he has won me both my games. Where the rest <laughs> of the team has not been good, um, but yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's Mike Tomlin. He, he's just a, a, a superb human being. Although, according to my nephew, he should never take his sunglasses off because he doesn't look right. So Fair. I don't know what that's yeah. about. But, um, yeah, Dan, Dan, Dan's nodding knowingly. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Do you remember, remember the Steve Martin film in, in the sort of 80s it. called The Jerk? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, he had the glasses with the magnet thing in the eye that made them all go like that. Right. Mike Tomlin takes his glasses off. <laughs> and he looks like the jerk. I, uh, I, again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling still a hall of famer for me. This solicitor breathing down my neck, and I'm just starting to get a little bit concerned about where this conversation's going. Um, one thing to say about the about the Raiders is that they haven't had Adams and Myers both fit at the same time. Could that make a difference, or is it just not going to be enough against that Steelers? It, it could, and they'll sc- they'll score points. And it, this is in Vegas, and that, that's a sort of raucous place to go. But the Steelers fans will invade that, so that it takes away any home field advantage. Um, they, they they have they have quality. One thing to look at is Adams. Devontae Adams for me is a is a deep threat receiver. Now he can get open, he can play the short routes, but he's a he's a twenty yard plus playmaker, yards after catch man. I don't think he's got a reception over twenty yards this year because Jimmy Garoppolo, the quarterback, doesn't throw the ball over twenty yards. So I don't think you're getting the best version of Devontae Adams. Um, which does limit their offense. They're, they're a very shallow offense, and against this Pittsburgh defense, that's dangerous. Uh, right, okay, that's the preview done. Uh, on the way on Utter Punts, we will do coaching corner and the second lot of previews, plus at the end of the program, it's always that Utter Punt of the Week, all of that on the way. I love send, setting really difficult challenges for these two. And uh, this week I was watching the game with the Kansas City Chiefs and all of a sudden I watched a, a lineman pop up and catch a ball from uh, Pat Mahomes and I was like, oh, blimey, that's unorthodox. Rumble, big man. Yeah, I thought he was I thought he was going to get on the charge. It didn't happen. And it turns out that I and many others didn't realise that you can't pass the football to anybody on the field. So it led me to Coaching Corner this week. And Coaching Corner this week is to explain 
what an eligible receiver is and more importantly who isn't eligible to catch the football and these two went away and swore a lot at me because apparently it's not quite as straightforward to explain you might know it but actually putting it down in words is quite tricky Dan it's really easy to explain if you had a screen and like a picture of a formation (laughs) and you could just go him 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 not him not him um there have to be there has to be seven people on the line of scrimmage okay when the ball snapped the two What's people the line of scrimmage, Dan? That's oh, where right. the ball is placed and the centre stands to put the ball backwards. Okay, the ball has to go back to start nice. with. Um, the two people on the end, uh, generally, can receive and the five people in the middle cannot. If you're stood off the line of scrimmage, you're fine. You're, you're back. So the receivers, if when you look at a line, when you look at the play line up, to so pause the screen, you'll see that the receivers are slightly set back from the line yeah. of scrimmage. Uh, so anyone behind the ball can catch the ball and proceed it forward. Anyone on the line of scrimmage cannot easy except except you can say a player is eligible so it, your center for example could as long as you announce it and this is what changed in 2015 um because the pass are cheats um so what you have to declare yourself as an eligible receiver if you're going in as an eligible receiver and then they have to alert the defense and allow them to make a substitution if that is the case and line up at tight end and you have to line up off the line screen so if you've if you've nominated somebody to catch the ball, they have to line up yeah. in the tight end slot. Mm-hmm. Well, so, I suppose technically they could even line up out they wide. Line up they're, out just wide not in, they're, they're just not allowed in the line of scrimmage. So there was a famous game in, in 2015, a playoff game. The Ravens played the Patriots in Gillette and the Patriots cheated, basically, or bent the rules to a point where the rule was changed the next season because of it. It was also that the Ravens then tipped off. Chuck Pagano was the head coach of the Colts at the time. The Colts were playing them in the next game. And the Ravens allegedly rang the Colts and told them what the Pats were doing so they couldn't do it to them. And what they were doing, they were playing with four offensive linemen with Shane Vereen, the running back, playing out wide on the line of scrimmage covering one of the linemen. So he was an eligible receiver, but he wasn't declared as eligible. But he was on the line of scrimmage. And because Vereen was advanced forward... He was eligible to catch the ball, and they made which, catch, catch, which catch is the why they changed the rules to make it. Why they have to go in the tight end. So now okay. you have to be inside the tackle box to be an eligible receiver. You right, can't awesome. be outside the tackle box. So we've now got a list. You've got to be not involved in the line of scrimmage in terms of being in the centre five players. Mm-hmm. You, if you are a lineman and you want to be an eligible catcher, you have to be nominated and you have to line up outside of the tackle box and off the line of scrimmage or on the line of scrimmage on either of the ends. And the defence have to be told that you're naming yourself as an eligible receiver. Oh, that's interesting. So you'll hear hear in certain games, you'll hear the ref say, number 67 is declared as eligible. And that's what he'll say. Before the play starts, he'll say it because the team have told him that's him alerting the defence that number 67, who's on the line, is actually an eligible receiver for this play. So no inter- interestingly, on that, what they can do is they can say that the player's an eligible receiver uh, on one play, but then so long as they don't change the personnel on the next play, they don't have to announce him yeah. as an eligible receiver, but it still counts as one. Only if they so, make a substitution. Yeah. And the, the final bit to add here is that you also are have to be wearing a shirt number that falls outside of a certain range if you want to be an eligible receiver. So if you want to be an eligible receiver and not nominated, your sh- you can wear any shirt number you like apart from the range between 50 and 79. 79. Yeah. Anyone else can wear any other number, really. 
and they've changed okay. the rules this year so you can wear number zero now but they, they've changed it so that as long as you're a quarterback has to wear zero to 19 to identify who's a quarterback he's got his hand up again um, but if oh, offensive lineman is the only one that hasn't changed if you're an offensive line look at the games they have to wear number 50 to number 79 they can't wear any other number Dave? So, yeah, but it's just one more thing in the best Colombo style with this. Uh, it's not That's not everything. There is one more thing, which is on a play action mm-hmm. where you have set up for a run play. If when the pass is made, if it's an O-lineman over the line of scrimmage who's not engaged in a block, that is also uh, an eligible man downfield penalty and it's a five-yard penalty as well. And in, in ineligible, ineligible man, man downfield. Ineligible man downfield, yeah. And if, if that player were then to somehow catch the ball, which can happen, that would be another penalty, this time called a touching penalty. Today, dear listener, has been a perfect example of why we've started doing Coaching Corner because <laughs> even the three of us going through and, and, and checking this out have found out things that we didn't know prior to today. And the idea of this coaching corner section is to allow you to have a little bit of a deeper understanding about what's going on. Did you have one more thing? Just one more. Just another way you can be an ineligible receiver downfield is if you run out of the field of play at any point, you have to reassert yourself. Especially if you've been pushed out, you can come back on. Oh, here's here's an interesting one. We saw that in the Chiefs game uh, on Sunday. It happens a lot with punt returns. You'll see players be pushed out and then they'll tackle. They're ineligible. He can't be down there. (laughs) So, so here's a question. No, I've always wondered this. Go on. And you might have the answer. How do you become eligible again? How do, how do you how do you re-enter the field of play and become eligible again? Because I often hear him saying he, he, he didn't... Um, re-establish. He, he re-establish yeah, himself so on the field. How do you re-establish yourself on you, the field? You can't re-establish yourself back on the field if you've gone out of your own personal accord. So if you've run to avoid somebody with no contact, you cannot re-establish yourself. If... You've been pushed out by interference by a defender. That's not your momentum that's carried you out. You can then, as long as you get both feet in the field of play before you catch the ball, you are re-established in the game. There you go. Beautiful work. That's Coaching Thank Corner so on Utter Punt. <laughs> um, I'd, 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 I'd like to say that it's made things crystal clear. <laughs> I'm not sure that it has. Can we just have... Fourth down next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mr. Bell, producer, would you mind time stamping that particular passage in the comments and referencing it with uh, the eligible receiver rule explained in full? And we'll see what happens with that because, like, I think there might be quite a few people who are like, oh, it gets explained here because. <laughs> I mean, it's no, better than doing your own research. Normally, normally, what happens on this podcast is we discuss what we're doing in the editing process after we finish so you don't have to listen to it. But now, apparently, we're doing it in the podcast. Peek behind the curtain. (laughs) Here we go. We've also learnt the art of muting Dave's microphone whilst we're playing stabs, so mm-hmm. he um, so he, he he doesn't talk all over him like he did last week because he can't hear them from his end down in Birmingham. Uh, so we're just making sure that he was chatting away there as well while that stab was playing, and I was quite thankful that we managed to but, close his microphone. But it was a stab. Yeah, absolutely. Why can't I hear them? Um, if there is a Zoom engineer out there that can help us out with this, uh, give us a shout. Um, you know, X or. Uh, and Instagram, just search for Utter Punts and, and drop us a message. It'd be absolutely brilliant. Uh, Philadelphia awesome. Eagles at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, Tuesday. It's a Monday night game, but it's on Tuesday at quarter past midnight at the Raymond James. Uh, somebody's always got to go here as well, Dan. 
Yeah, well, one, one of two things will happen for me, because um, I don't think there's a middle ground with this. So I think it's one of those things where one extreme or the other. Okay. Either Baker plays as he's been playing, they drop loads of bombs, he has a great connection with Mike Evans, and they put up 40 points and beat the Eagles. Or? Or he throws six interceptions, three pick sixes, and they lose 40-0. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't see a middle ground with it. I, I, it's either all or, or nothing. And he's feeling himself, and he looks good. He, He's certainly got a better connection with Mike Evans than Brady did last year. They're moving the ball. They, they look good. The defensive players are turning up. They look a good team, but it all comes down to him. If he turns the ball over, they lose. Uh, I know I know which way you would like this to go, Keno. Um, yeah. But DeAndre Swift, after a single carry in week one, burst back onto the scene. 28 attempts, 175 yards, 6.3 a carry and a touchdown. Add that to Jalen Hurts being Jalen Hurtsy at the moment, and and the Eagles look dangerous, don't they? I don't like their passing game at all. Like honestly, I watched the entire Eagles Vikings game, um, and apart from the self destruction of the Vikings, the Eagles did not look good. I also watched their first game of the season, and they didn't look good. Um, I don't think the defense is great under Sean Desai. Um, it they've got great players all over the field. I mean. Jalen Carter, defensive rookie of the year already. Uh, and he's probably only going to go from strength to strength. He looks like he's got the youth and physicality to be uh, a centrepiece of that D-line for years to come. And they've got amazing strength of depth in that D-line. But there's something wrong. There is something wrong with them. And it will come to rip home to roost. Like it, it, it's, it's just there under the surface. I don't know if there's a little bit of dissension in the ranks. I don't know whether or not there's a, a little bit of unhappiness maybe around the fact that certain players are far more productive than ones who have been paid better. Um, I mean, Dallas Goddard, what's he earning? It, it, there's players there who are on strange contracts for the, the contribution that they're providing and he's a great player again but like it doesn't it doesn't seem to be room in the offense for all the playmakers that they've got mm. and eventually that starts to break down the team uh, where people are wondering where theirs is and AJ Brown's by far their best player um, and he, he's been overlooked until he asked to be thrown the ball they, they beat the Vikings by running against a team that couldn't stop the run that's it. And we knew we were weaker against a run this year and we were poor against a run last year because we traded away our best player against a run. Uh, well, we didn't re-sign him when he went to the Browns. Um, that's Dalvin Tomlinson. So we, 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 we have only one hope on our roster at the moment to improve our run game and that's Jacqueline Roy uh, coming through who's a draft pick and it's probably too soon for him. The, the, the How Eagles have we got back to the Vikings? Have, have we always do. Uh, the Eagles, especially when you bring up bloody Eagles, mate. Uh, so the Eagles are... This is the game that we're previewing. What? How am I supposed to not bring them up when we're previewing Philadelphia Eagles at Tampa Bay? I've told you. I put in a request, but we just don't talk about them this year. Which was routinely denied. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But, like, you know, if I've got to talk about them. I might as well complain talk about, about them. Talk about the Vikings um, instead. Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> so um yeah but, but basically um I, I honestly don't think they're very good uh Did, in terms of the way they've been coached at the moment and i expect things to keep getting worse do you but, think they'll so need they're in a, much they're in of a tough division do you think um, they'll need like, much of a passing game dave wedge yourself in come on Dan. honestly against the vikings they had no passing game no they're not playing it, the vikings it, it, though dave they, 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 they beat them already um 
Put their foot in the books and have the books got a run defense because they had they didn't have one last year they were gashed and this year so far they've been gashed on the floor well i don't know because i've only seen the books against the vikings funnily enough there's a common thread uh and they easily stopped that run mate very yeah, easily your run game isn't the strongest is it whereas the no, eagles is probably one no, of the best no, running games in the league so what i'm saying is will they need to pass the ball your concerns about the pass game are genuine they've not looked as sharp don't think the pass protection has been as good um but their run game has looked good and it'll, I it'll think catch against, up with them at some point yeah, at some point when year, you allow a guy to run you, you can stop it i wonder whether there's a little bit of hope in here rather than yeah. rather than expectation I look. I, I, I think I think that an awful lot of people are quite disrespectful of Baker Mayfield. Like in like terms me. of the fact that it's not as though he hasn't had a very successful period within the NFL. Like he took a Browns team that was awful, and I do mean awful. Went entire seasons without winning. Still had the same head coach. Wasn't started. Came in turn around. Like got got them to the playoffs. What he did in Cleveland yeah, was and, godlike. Until he didn't. He was injured. He was injured and he tried to play through an injury and then they cut him for Deshaun Watson. How's that looking now? They need Deshaun to come through as well, right? But like, I I think Baker Mayfield was basically a victim of having a little bit too much success commercially and people decided that his heart wasn't in football. But we'll see whether or not that's true this year with Tennessee. I think that comes back to my original point. Is is this now the point where Baker implodes again? And Mm. and he's almost going to read his own hype because whenever he's got that hype before, it's always led, it's always followed with a, a fairly crashing fall and I wonder if that's due this week I think it's a question of maturity I think we need to move on because we've already spent too long on a game that I didn't think we were going to be spending very long on and it was just because Dave started talking about the Vikings who weren't even involved in the game in the first place <laughs> LA Rams at Cincinnati Bengals this is an interesting one for me the Bengals have not been at it they, um, they're back at home but Burrow Joe Burrow looks like he's nursing this calf injury and he, the, the rumours are that he's going to be nursing it for the whole season, which which seems absolutely crazy. Yeah, and, and he, he nursed it throughout the whole preseason. Um, and still, they the only backup option they've got is Jake Browning. So they they were obviously worried about it. They knew about it. It was the same thing that kept him out. He, he struggled with injury last year and they started slow. Same thing's happened this year. They started slow. The fact that this is played on Monday night probably gives him a chance to play, um, but on a short week, should he play? Um, because they get the Titans and the Cardinals after this, which are probably winnable games, because after that they have the Seahawks, Niners and Bills, um, and they're already 0-2. So if Burrow plays, they, you know, if they lose and Burrow plays, it's devastating because they're 0-3 and he's probably even more hurt. If they don't play him and they lose, they're in trouble. But they might win the next two, but they're two and three going on a bit of a gauntlet. They've put themselves in a really bad position by being really badly organised. Mm. There's enough backup quarterbacks out there they could have brought in to back up him. They could have had Andy Dalton back, who knows the system. You know, he knows the system yeah. very well and knows. No, and he'd have been he'd have been a better backup than Jake Browning. Um, if Jake Browning plays in this game, I think Matthew Stafford is good enough to to beat the Bengals. Um, they ran the 49ers close. Stafford's looking like the best one of the best quarterbacks in the league i would say yeah and if if burrow does play the rams allowed 206 yards to purdy last week and you know it, I, I guess it's it it's down to whether or not we see joe burrow 
being Joe Burrow or whether that injury is is going to kill him off. They were two, they were 0-2 at exactly the same point last year, weren't they, Kino? Came back and turned it around and, and finished the season pretty strongly. Yeah, it's different. Um, their division is much more competitive this year. Um, they themselves haven't really improved too much this off-season. In fact, they've probably got a bit worse. And Joe Burrow is injured. I think I said it was his time to get injured. And, like, he, he, he won't be around probably in the next game, from what I've heard. If he does play, it's probably a mistake. It's only going to keep getting worse. Uh, I don't think they're going to do very well uh, at all this year. Uh, they'll probably end up finishing bottom of that division. Uh, whilst the Rams have been... Like, I've, I've, I've watched both their games. They're an absolute joy to watch again. Um, and don't forget, they've still got Aaron Donald. So I expect them to absolutely destroy the Bengals. And um, I just wouldn't be surprised if it's a little bit embarrassing for the Bengals as well, to be honest. One of my um, favourite ever NFL quotes from Dan, not on this podcast, but personally, was that if he had to repopulate the world, mm. the male that he would start to repopulate the world with was Aaron Donald. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or if there was an intergalactic war and you had to, every every planet had to send a champion, yeah, he would be the <laughs> Earth's candidate. Well, Aaron Donald yeah, as the yeah. Earth's champion. Can you think of anybody better, Kino, than Aaron Donald? Uh, uh, Aaron Donald four years ago, hundred percent. These days, TJ probably not as much. Uh, what's it like? JJ, what would have been the one for me? If, if, if only the they'd had their peak at the same time, like if JJ, what and and. We've kind of had his level as the best pass rusher in the game just before Aaron Donald took over from him because of injuries, I think. But like it would have been incredible to see them actually like go up against each other at their peaks. Um but yeah, I, I don't know. Like it's just I, I think the Rams are, are far better than people are giving them credit for. Uh, and I think Sean McVay seems to have taken a very um professional and cutthroat approach to, to who's keeping on his roster. Anybody who doesn't agree with the process that he's putting in place is basically traded away Sense or cut. The Vikings, and yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Um, I, I'm not I'm not expecting big things there. Uh, I, and I wasn't bringing it back to the Vikings, but yeah, took Cam Akers off him yesterday. Um, yeah, like I, I, I think they're going to have a very good season. Well, let's hope that that's the case. Uh, before we get to... Um... Detroit at Green Bay. Have we all made our picks for these, or have we completely forgotten to do it? We mostly missed it. Um, which ones haven't we got? All of them. Uh, one, one thing I'll just say on this is that the Bengals' secondary is um, devastated. So they, they they traded away players like Jesse Bates and Von Bell in the off season and haven't really replaced them. Um, so that's where they're struggling, and they haven't the people they brought in, the rookies they brought in, aren't aren't good enough yet. Um, and this is a decent passing attack that Stafford will play. Uh, right. We didn't. So did we pick? I picked Minas, Chargers, Minnesota. Yeah, we went Vikings. Dave went Chargers. KC, surely. Uh, we were all going with Kansas City against I mean, the Bears. Not yeah, the Bears no? Definitely not picking okay. the Bears. No. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, no. Steelers, Raiders. Dave. Uh, uh, Steelers. Steelers for me. I can't see it going any other way. Eagles, uh, Bucks. Yeah. Dave, go on. Say. Uh, it. I'm gonna. Go I'm gonna go Bucks. Hmm. I bet you don't put them in your train. No, the Bucks pass rush. <laughs> six sacks, 45% cute quarterback pressure last week, but it was against the Bears. They can't stop the run. No, Philadelphia Eagles for me. Uh, and I'm going to go Rams. Yeah, I'm going Bengals, because I think Burrow will play. Okay. But it's the last game they win for a while. Keno? Rams? Rams. <laughs> right. Lions at Cheeseheads. Lambeau Field. This is next Thursday's game. So um, 
if you've listened to the podcast this season, you, you'll understand. We now release on a Thursday night, which is too late to do the preview for tonight's game. So we actually preview the following Thursday's game, which is this one, Detroit uh, at Green Bay Packers. Um, oh, whilst I'm whilst I'm here, um, there's a just sort of here-ish, there's a button for like and subscribe. So if you just click on it, get subscribed on YouTube, that'd be absolutely brilliant. And don't forget to do exactly the same wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, Keno, do you want to start us off, Lions at Packers? Um, yeah, uh, so the, the Lions have, uh, <laughs> basically you managed to get in, in, in poor old Goff's head last week, didn't you, Liam? <laughs> yeah, I did. Nominating him for, for a punt of the week. Yeah, and, because and, he was being too boring. Hold, he managed to fly up, throw a terrible touch there. No, the results couldn't have gone, uh, worse for the Vikings last weekend after we'd lost. Um, How are we back everyone, on the Vikings again? In, every, everyone in that division lost. It's always the Vikings. Um, yeah. Everyone in that There's only last... one degree of separation in any of his answers, though. Yeah. All, all routes lead to Minnesota. Wow. I'm wearing a Vikings top every time I look at myself. I'm reminded, mate. I'm sorry. Anyway, Lions, yeah. Lions, Packers. <laughs> Can we talk about Vikings? No, um, so. <laughs> you know that well at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the, um, the, the Lions, I think, are. Uh, Probably got a better quarterback, but they didn't look very good um, in terms of the, their defense didn't look good suddenly. Their running game suddenly wasn't firing, and I'm not sure what's happening with their offense right now. Um, it's hopefully just a little bit of a blip, but it does. They do appear to be some. Last week there seemed to be some replicatable plays against that, that Ben Johnson offense. Um, the Packers have got a masterful play caller in, in Lafleur. Um, but at the same time, they've got it's love versus Goff, and yet I'm going to go with Goff. Yeah, I can't bother talking about them now. They're both horrible teams. You complain about me talking about the Vikings, and it's a divisional matchup. You fools, pair of you. Anyway, see you later. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> Follow that. Yeah. Um, for me, I think last week showed up that these two teams aren't quite yet where they need to be. So they both lost to NFC playoff rivals. So that. The Lions lost at home to the Seahawks, who are undoubtedly going to be in the wildcard race. Or they were last year. That's mm-hmm. the Seahawks that put the Lions out. Um, and the Falcons beat the Packers, um, and it's probably going to be a competition. They're, they're probably going to be either the first seed in the NFC South, or they're going to be in the wildcard run with the Saints. Um, and they both fell short, really, in games they probably should have won. Um, so that's that's a worry. This is in Green Bay, and the Lions, I don't think, do well in Green Bay. Um, but it is on, and it's on grass, so the Packers offensive line will play. Um, which is a problem. Um, the, re- the, the Lions struggled last week against the Seahawks because they, they, they didn't have both their tackles. Both their tackles went out of the game and they, they just couldn't protect Goff long enough. And what we did say last week, um, which something else we got right, was that if you protect Goff, he's fine. If you don't protect him, he yeah. throws the ball away. And they lost the protection and he threw the ball away and, and the game with it, really. Um, and they haven't really established the run very well because I think they were so panicked about the offensive line. It's a messy game. Uh, what they have got going for them, these teams, is that the Vikings will probably be 0-3 by the time they kick off and so will the Bears. So even the loser's probably second in the division um, and the winner's probably a couple of three games ahead. I think if you're looking at both the teams, I think I'd, I'd prefer the Lions to win, but I think the Packers will. Uh, I'm going to go... Um... I'm going to go Lions. What, at what point do we start looking at the weather in Green Bay, by the way? Do you know what I was about to say? I'm going with a, a, a terrible bout of weather that washes out both teams. That's my prediction for the weekend. So Did you say them. weather or food poisoning? Oh, either would do, mate. I don't really care. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I yeah, I think so. I'm Dave's picking the Vikings. Going to go Lions. Lions. Yeah, he's in, in yeah, the Lions Packers game. He's picking the Vikings. In the Packers, in a draw. We are quickly running out of time, so let's get to the train, shall we? Yes. Choo choo. Well, I did start mine. Yep. Be- secretly under the, the cloud of Dave's mega treble. Which um, is incredible. Yeah. My little train got underway last week. £10 into £24.68. Good stuff. Uh, Dave turned a fiver into... Uh, £53.93p. <laughs> Not bad. If we'd have had the balls to put Hawkinson in, it might have It could have been that. even more, yeah, absolutely. Well, it wasn't a lack of balls. I was told not to cover that Thursday night game because it was a Thursday <laughs> night game. You cost me money, Dan. Um, um, yeah. Good but, stuff. But, Look, but right. I actually quoted the odds with Hawkinson in it. I'll... So, yeah, that, that, that was a problem because it was only... It was only ju- I got just under 10s. Nice. Uh, this week, I, again, I, I, I find myself just enjoying, like, having a bit of speculation on, on who's going to score the touchdowns more than anything else. Bear with me for two seconds. I'll tell you what my bet is. But, um, yeah, I've I, I, I thought about jumping on the train thing, but I'll be honest, I find it boring. Uh, as one of our commenters said last week on YouTube, uh, Dan bets like Troy Aikman. I bet like Bet Favre. That's going to carry on. Bear with me. Right, so, so hang on a second. All of the preseason meetings that we had about both of you starting a train and me picking one way or the other, you're now saying we're not bothering. Well, you can jump on my trebles, Blair, right. if you want. Yeah, you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna, you're you'll do the train. Yeah. Thank God There's, somebody so, adheres to so the, got, what we've said and doesn't go completely off piece talking about the Vikings good and then oh, no, completely throwing the running order be... out of the window. Oh, I know what we'll do. We'll not do the thing that we all agreed to do in. No, but no, I won't tell anybody. I'm not going to tell yeah. anybody that that's the case right. until we're recording the podcast. At which point, I'm then going to go. Oh, actually, I find that boring, so I'm not doing it. I think it's incredibly boring, but. I mean, it's even money gambling. Ten pound into a million pound. How is that boring? It's not boring. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, let me fall asleep. So instead, you can pay the fifty-three pound that you won last week, and you can put it on this treble here. You going off? How is that not better, Dan? All right, come on. Watch your treble. Watch your treble. Come on. So my treble is Kadarius Tony. Are you? (laughs) Anytime touchdown scorer. Okay. okay. Joshua Kelly of the LA Chargers, anytime touchdown score against the Vikings. And Hunter Henry of the uh, New England Patriots. Now, I wouldn't put 55 quid on this. That would be mental. I'd only have another fiver on it, but um, it's 18 to 1. So enjoy yourselves. I uh, don't even need to hear what your train bet is. Welcome aboard. I'm not oh, going boss. with Dave. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm just not. Pathetic Dan, like... <laughs> the train is rolling. We're out of the station. Yeah. Okay. We're on our way. Oh, <laughs> sh- shut up, you. What are you. Um, what are you going with this week? So this week, £24.68 that we had is going on, is turning to £51.4p. Okay. Which I know is boring. We'll only just catch where Dave was this week, but hopefully we will be there. Cowboys against the Cardinals, over 23.5 points. Dolphins against the Broncos, over 20.5 points. And the Jags at home against Houston, over 17.5. Okay, good. So normally at this point, I would choose which train I was choosing to board. Tickets, I don't please. have a choice, but I'm not going with Dan. I'm going with Dave. And the reason for this is everything that I jump on 
goes to ratchet. Like it. So I'm going to turn Dave, who's gone off piste and decided to do exactly the opposite of what we said that we're going to do. I'm going to turn his bet to ratchet and the train will keep on moving because that's what we agreed to do. Oh, and next week, if it comes in, what happens then? Uh, you won't, you won't be you. on the podcast, mate. That's what happens next week. Uh, <laughs> you know what time it is, don't you? <laughs> yeah, two-minute warning. And uh, that means that we've just about got enough time to do our utter punt of the week. Has yours changed in the last three it's minutes, by the way? He's very lucky. <laughs> I like him. Um, who's going first? Who wants to go first? Who's backing themselves here? I'll go. Go uh, on. I, I don't like doing it because I like the Jets, but it's Sauce Gardner. Because we, we said in the preview last week, the Jets-Cowboys, that yeah. if they keep it close and one of their defenders star defenders makes a play they can yeah. turn the crowd now it's 10-7 down sauce gardener on the sideline has a pick six in his arms and drops it yeah um that would have turned the crowd that would have kept them in the game it would have given that young team such a boost such a lift that he's a leader of um and he dropped it so much point that mika parsons after the game when they're swapping jerseys on the middle of the field which i hate um said to him you need to learn how to catch um wow. sauce you let your team don't we? uh dave oh. Well, I couldn't think of anyone this week, so I set myself up for it just. So, so he's, he's spoken about the Vikings all the way through the podcast. Yeah, He's yeah, changed yeah, the yeah. running order and decided he's not doing the train, and he's not done his homework and therefore hasn't come up with an utter punt of the week. So he's well, tried to make I've, himself public enemy number one. I've attempted to be the epitome of the utter punt. So are you nominating yourself? Is that what you're doing? Everyone yeah, loves him because he made them all 50 quid last yeah. week. So he's a hero. Right, he's, he's, he's I'm, um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the best Kelsey brother, Jason, as my utter punt of the week. Okay. There's a reason for this. I don't know whether you've seen the, the Kelsey documentary. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I've got Dave's vote. I've got Dave's vote already. Um, he also has a podcast called The New Heights Podcast. If you haven't seen this, it's the two Kelsey brothers who, who make a podcast, and, it, and it's very entertaining. It's not as good as ours. No, it's not as good as this one, but it's still entertaining. He gets nominated for two reasons. The first one, he's lost his Super Bowl ring on not one, but two separate occasions, okay? So he loses it. His wife finds it for him, gives it him back, he loses it again. So you get a nomination for losing a Super Bowl ring, not on one occasion, but on two. And the second one, and this is the worst part of being a brother in the world from Jason Kelsey. Your brother is apparently, apparently, allegedly, maybe, seeing Taylor Swift, okay? Mm -hmm. That is a fairly big celebrity coupling. Now, what you need your brother to do at this point is cover your back. And if anybody asks a question about work, whether or not your see your brother is seeing Taylor Swift, you want your brother to go. Nah, I think I, honestly, I think somebody's made that up. I can't see that being the case at all. No, Jason Kelsey went. I think it's one hundred percent true. Direct quote. I think it's one hundred percent true. Unbelievable, Jason Kelsey, utter punt of the week. You can tell that you've got a sister and not a brother because that is yeah. that's, that's the that's yeah. the blue-eyed version of everyone that, that wants a brother um, has about brotherhood. It's not like that. The first thing you do is rat them out as quick as you can. <laughs> it's, it's no, no, no. You 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 have friends for that. Your brother legs you up. He's the person that pulls you yeah. right back to earth. If he's seen yeah. Taylor Swift, there's no way Jason Kelsey's letting him get away with it. Wow, <laughs> Travis, I feel your pain. I really do. And if you want a brother that would treat oh, you yeah. properly, you just give me a shout, sunshine. We'll absolutely <laughs> sort that out. Uh, this has been Otter Punts. We will be back next week. We will see you then. Cheerio, Dave.
He's just waved. All right, oh, this is a podcast. It's based in audio. He decides to wave goodbye. What am I working with? Dan, cheerio, mate. I'll see you soon. Bye. <laughs>